historic up impeachment hearings they're talking about on CBS this morning. Um, I was watching CNN just a little bit ago. They got somebody you've never heard of walking into a building to be questioned by uh, Schiff and his crew. And they got cameras following the car as it comes down the road. And there you see the assistant director of the something or other from whatever about to walk into the building where they, all right, let me know if anything changes in the narrative that I learned a couple of weeks ago. Right. It hasn't, and it won't. And if it does, I'll be, I'll be happy to talk about this it. This diplomat said it's somewhat certain there was a quid pro quo. This other diplomat said it was less than somewhat certain. That, all right. Okay. Um, all right. I, uh, Elizabeth Warren is doomed, I think. Maybe talk about that coming up a little bit later. We're going to play a good chunk of Trump at his rally, um, probably in about 10, 15 minutes, because mm. it's mm-hmm. fairly entertaining. Mm. I have an update on the Ray- Amy Robach ABC News squashing the Jeffrey Epstein story drama. Good one. But this isn't politics. This is worth knowing. We talked about this a month or so ago. It was in the Wall Street Journal. I had no idea. This was brand new news to me, and I think to most people, that if you call a company, for instance, they uh, will put you on hold, they get your number, they figure out who you are, and you immediately get put into a category of, this is somebody we need to treat really nice and take care of, or is this is somebody we don't care about, or... You get put it. You don't. Everybody doesn't get treated the same. Troublemaker, hang up on him. Did not know that. Mm. Um, and it might might explain a couple of things if you've ever really gotten the runaround when you call some company. As consumers, we all get something called a secret score, hidden ratings that determine how long each of us waits on hold. Oh yeah, how long you are on hold. So you get put on hold. You're the you. You don't spend that much money here at Target. Mm. Um, so we'll keep you on hold. I'm just, I, I'm just, I got one doctor who must hate me. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned a store in particular because I don't have that yes. particular story. But you call someplace, phone company, whatever. You don't have a very big plan with us. So you're ninth in line to get to. This person has a big company plan. They spend a lot of money. They're going to get to you right away. Mm. You know, on a certain level, it just makes sense. Yeah, it does. But um, It's a little annoying if you're on, you know, the hind end. But who knew that was happening? Short end of the stick. As consumers, we all have secret scores, hidden ratings that determine how long each of us waits on hold when calling a business, whether we can return items at a store, and what type of service we receive. A low score sends you to the back of the line. High scores get you elite treatment. They're uh, largely invisible to the public. The New York Times wrote about this a couple of years ago. Most people have no idea that they exist. Wall Street Journal, with their story that I mentioned, uh, brought to us the fact that uh, this company called SIFT, whose proprietary scoring system tracks 16,000 factors. What? For companies like Airbnb and OkCupid and other companies, and judges whether or not you can be trusted. 16,000. That sounds like bull dung to me. Come on. I mean, once you get past how much you spend, whether you've done crazy stuff again, you're down to like how white your teeth are and how much body hair you have. I mean, 16,000. There used to be no way to get this information. Now you can. As of this summer, the file that they do have on you, they can produce upon request. This uh, journalist here, Kashmir Hill, Hill says that uh, they got theirs and found it shocking. More than 400 pages. It contained all the messages I'd ever sent to hosts on Airbnb, years of Yelp delivery orders, a log of every time I'd opened uh, the Coinbase app on my iPhone. Many entries included detailed information about the device I used to do these things, including my IP address at the time. So somebody somewhere is cataloging all this information to determine whether or not 
you're the sort of person they should talk to uh, next in, uh, in, on hold, or whether or not they should let you return this item, or do you abuse that privilege sometimes, or whatever it is. And somewhere uh, uh, right now, a uh, political dirty tricks guy is trying to figure out how to get access to those files to tar opponents with whatever. She's a compulsive shopper. He looks at porn. Who knows? This sounds a lot like the Chinese social credit score. It's just being used by businesses. Yeah, yeah. The companies gathering and paying for this data find it extremely valuable for rooting out fraud and increasing the revenue they can collect from big spenders. They have this data because the company has been hired by all these different companies to identify this sort of people that are thieves or have abusive behavior. Like I one time um, uh, took back uh, an iPhone. And uh, I had, I had, I forget what I had done. I was in New York City at the time. I think, I think I just dropped it and broken it. Anyway, I took it in, and they, uh, they plugged in some stuff, and they said, hey, "Here's another one." I thought, "That's you just giving me another one?" Yeah, I thought that's weird. Hmm. I'm probably, I probably got a score somewhere because I never return anything. Right. I, I'm, I'm the opposite of abusing this sort of thing. I don't know if I'd ever done it in my life. Mm-hmm. They probably, that's ah, okay. Yeah. I got wineries. They put me on hold. The CEO of the company shows up at my door. Before they even come back to talk to me, Mr. Getty, we understand you have a concern. Oh, hi, Jim. Step on in. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is pretty interesting. Send me a fruit basket for even mentioning them. Now, I'm, I don't like the fact that there's all this data on me and that it can be sold and uh, If it exists, around. it will be hacked. Yeah, exactly. And or, I don't know, or sold. And I don't know why the fact that it's a third party bothers me, right? Like, I assume that the companies I'm doing business with have some sort of record of my business. But the fact that they're being outsourced to a company that I did not enter into an agreement with well, I think is that, weird to me. Yeah, yes. well, yeah, yeah and, they're, well, and the, they're, they're less trustworthy, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. My God, their security might be exemplary or none, and you don't know. You ever employed one of those apps that shows you who's tracking you and looking at you every uh, page, every web page you open? Uh-huh. I've done that a couple of times. It, it ended up being a little cumbersome, so I took it off, but it was astonishing. There are eyes on you all the time. Um, As a guy who doesn't uh, abuse return policies and is a good customer and all that sort of stuff, I don't mind getting moved up in the line or able to return something because I don't abuse that. Yeah, I don't like all that information being gathered and probably sold and abused in some way. And we definitely should have access, which we now do, and we should link this article so people can... If they want to uh, figure out who's got what on them. So sure. even up to a couple months ago, these companies did not have the ability to give you your information upon request. California uh, mirrored the law that Europe has had for several years about uh, a person has the right to access their data and have it deleted should they want. And so a lot of these companies are now just realizing this California law is going to be the first of a lot of these. We need to start being in the uh, uh, able to share the information with the people that we have gathered it on. This journalist hmm. looked at their file, and uh, many of the entries included a percentage rating as to whether the behavior that they had, had engaged in was abuse, not abuse, normal, fraud, account takeover, or not account takeover. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either, but I, I completely get it. Having worked in retail, and my son works in retail, uh, he worked for one retail giant at, at which you might shoot an arrow. And um, they absolutely had their frequent flyers who they knew on site. 
as as fraud artists. Yeah, I, and those people would have to move on from store to store once they got found out. So I, yeah, I, I get it. I like the idea of it's kind of like living in a small town. One of the reasons yeah. people in small towns behave better is because everybody knows everybody else's thing. You will be held accountable. Yeah, and it will affect the rest of your life. And if you're known as somebody who cheats people, it's going to affect your life negatively. You can't just rip people off and, and then, you know, go about your life and rip other people off. You get a reputation. Well, this is getting a reputation. Yeah. So uh, apparently, you know, th- this business knows that two years ago over at that business, you uh, you returned a whole bunch of stuff. You claimed b- broke or whatever. So they got their eye on you. I don't mind that as a guy who's not going to cheat the system. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Just it's just another example of uh, vulnerability and so much information washing around and and there being no privacy. I think this aspect of it is okay, but it will be hacked and it will be used for nefarious purposes. Well, a lot of companies have mm-hmm. had to change their return policy that they'd had for years. Remember that there was one brand of shoes. Was it LL? It was LL Bean's uh, boots, their duck boots or whatever the heck was yeah, it? Yeah, after, after yeah. a century of uh, you can return them if they wear out and we'll give you another pair, people had abused it. So they had to, you know, Costco's had to change their policy because people abuse it. Well, I want I want I'm all for being able to track those people. So you can keep that policy in place for the rest of us mm-hmm. and uh, just shut them out. I remember Walmart years ago it blew my mind before I knew anything about this sort of stuff. I bought this little handheld tape recorder. Boy, that's how long ago this was. It had cassettes in it. Yeah, I have one of those, too. I don't know why I still have it. Um, but I bought this handheld tape recorder, and I slammed it in my car door. And it was pretty expensive. It was like 90 bucks or something. And uh, at a time when I definitely couldn't afford it. I mean, it was an expensive item for me. Yeah. I slammed it in my car door and just crushed it. And I, I went back to the Walmart, and I said, is there any way I can order a new door that fits on this or anything? Because I slammed it in my t- car door, and it doesn't work anymore. And they said, well, we'll just give you another one. I said, well, you shouldn't do that. I broke it. Right. They said, no, that's no big deal. We'll just give you another one. Wow. And they gave me another one. I thought, wow. that's amazing. I said, I don't have my receipt. And they said, that's okay. But you can't. Some of that went away when people started abusing the system. Right. So I don't mean any disrespect. You drop an iPhone, you're slamming recorders and car doors. Come on. I don't but mean, it must suck to be that dumb. I like the I don't want I mean any disrespect part two. John Kennedy of Louisiana. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of that sort of thing in front of a crowd, Trump did a bunch of it last night, and we got a chunk of that for you coming up. You know, it's funny. I was about to uh, pull Trump into the discussion of uh Return policies and social credit scores and Walmart and the rest of it. Um, then I resisted the temptation. But yeah, maybe when we come back, because I think the election of Donald Trump is directly related to the LL Bean story. Really? Absolutely. Fascinating. Put on your duck boots, your, your, your plaid flannel shirt, some sort of toque, and stay tuned. book last night by Mark Halpern. I don't know if you remember him. He was a major political pundit, and then he got caught up in the whole Me Too thing and disappeared for a while. But he's got a new book out called How to Beat Trump, and he's basically, um, it's it's America's top political strategists on what it will take. He talked to heavyweights in both parties who have run campaigns and do this for a living, mm-hmm. and they 
almost all say he is really good at what he does and going to be difficult to beat. Right. The, the great thing about Halpern, for whatever sins he's guilty of, is, is he's not a, you know, um, uh, Patriots are great, Giants suck guy. He's a, you know, given the Patriots' weaknesses in the offensive line, what the Giants need to do is, he's just a, he's an analyst. You know, he has his beliefs, but he's really, really good at it. So I'm glad to see he's back. And we've got an example of that right here in uh, Trump on um, uh, at a rally yesterday, doing one of his rallies, trying to help somebody get elected. And here's a couple of minutes of that. Sleepy Joe Biden, who's dumb as a rock, said you fired the guy, you get a billion dollars. You don't fire the guy, you get nothing. And it's on tape, and the press refuses to print it. You talk quid pro quo. You fire the guy, you get a billion. You don't fire, you get nothing. Think of that one. Okay, that's called quid pro quo. Not here. That was said by Joe Biden to get rid of the prosecutor in Ukraine who was looking at his son who just got thrown out of the Navy, who was paid millions and millions of dollars even though he had absolutely no energy experience in Louisiana. In Louisiana, hey, what, about, you- what about the never-ending <laughs> shouting by the fans? <laughs> I mean, it just it never stops. Some guy in a MAGA hat bellowing, hoping to engage the press, because it works sometimes. How about, how about his opening? I mean, we've traveled so far so fast. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, just like a couple of years ago that you would refer to your opponent as my opponent or my dignified opponent or the gentleman from Kentucky or right, whatever. Right. And now Joe Biden, who's dumb as a rock. Sleepy Joe Biden, who's dumb as a rock. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, geez. Anyway. Even though he had absolutely no energy experience in Louisiana, in Louisiana, you wouldn't have hired him in your energy companies. They would have paid to keep him the hell out. You're okay? taking your job. He had no experience. Right? How old is your son? How old is that young man there? How old are you? How, how old? Yeah. Eight. Let me tell you, he's eight. He knows energy better than Joe Biden's son. <laughs> oh Trump is more Don Rickles than Then that. Biden flies to China. He obviously met with different people than I deal with, because we're doing well with China, but I'll tell you. <laughs> but he flies... With his father, who was then vice president. And in 10 minutes, he picks up $1.5 billion for his fund. These are different Chinese people that I've been working with, excuse me. I called up one of the top guys on Wall Street. I said, can you do that? Nope, I've been trying for years. I can't do it. He's like the smartest guy on Wall Street. Log him up! Wow, that is, that is really interesting. And that's what Mark Halperin's talking about. And we're actually going to do a podcast with Mark Halperin. Um... The strategies he talks to, they, they don't say Trump can't be beat, but they say anybody who thinks it's going to be easy to beat him is crazy. That was a great prosecution of a political uh, opponent. It was silly and dumb and weird, and people were yelling rah, 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 in the background. <laughs> oh, God. But that was a great undressing. 
Sleepy Joe Biden is dumb as a rock. That was not so great. I don't, I don't love that. I don't need that. But. Sleepy Joe Biden who's dumb as a rock. I tell you what, this is... You, off the board. I'll come up and drag you off. Esther? Oh, no. I said, hey, Esther. So um, the, we were talking about the L.L. Bean has had to change their return policies because people on the Internet got wind that it's a lifetime guarantee that if your boots ever fall apart or whatever... um. We'll give you a new pair. So they would find them in garage sales and in attics and whatever and and either damage them or they were already really old and people would grab the boots or buy them or whatever and get a new pair of boots out of it. They were ripping off L.L. Bean. They didn't have any moral right to the, to the new boots whatsoever. And it's just, it's a great example of, and this is one more reason to unplug the internet. The bad guys are always ahead of the good guys in human history. Just a little bit. And then the good guys work to catch up. They realize, okay, this is how people are getting over it. Here's how we need to counteract it. I think in the Internet age and in politics, those who would game democracy and and profit from it have gotten so good and are so far out in front of the good guys, meaning the the citizens, um, people know instinctively, even if they're not sure, they're getting jobbed. Um, and that's that's why Trump, that's why Brexit, that's why a, a, a hundred different things. Trump and Bernie, and and Bernie, right? Yeah. yeah, great, great point. And Macron in in France, people sense that the the great glorious promises that were made to me about our system and how it works, it ain't happening. I don't know exactly how I'm getting screwed, but I know instinctively I'm getting screwed. And and Trump, if when Trump goes, it is not the end of. Anything? No, absolutely not. Maybe the whole dumb as a rock thing, but maybe not. (laughs) Marshall's News next with an amazing poll, if you haven't heard this. This poll broke uh, yesterday. If you haven't heard it, it's extraordinary. Here's the news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh Uh-oh, breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Official impeachment inquiry news. John Bolton is willing to defy the White House and testify in the impeachment inquiry, which is just an inquiry, but they put impeachment in front of it to make it sound important. If court clears the way. So if the court says, no, that's not privileged, uh, what you want to talk about, he will testify. John Bolton meets Adam Schiff in a battle royale. Well, what would have been his other option? Not testifying? But didn't the court say he... The court hasn't ruled. Okay. If the court says he can, though. He'll show up. According to people familiar with his thinking. What does that mean? That's just just somebody who knows him and or it's him. (laughs) He has mind readers in his employee? I feel like he thinks out loud a lot, Sean. They've heard him talking. No, it's him. It's clearly him. Isn't this the position a lot of them are in, whether they're pro-Trump or anti-Trump or whatever? One branch is telling you not to go. The other branch is telling you you must go. Right. Yeah. So I would just do whatever the courts told me I should do so I don't end up in jail. Yes, sir, Mr. Judge, sir. Mm. Meanwhile, we got new poll numbers that have a lot of people talking. The Politico Morning Consult survey found, first off, 56% of registered voters think that President Trump will be reelected next year. 56% 56% Yes, think Trump will be reelected. Yes. Well, obviously, then they don't think he'll be impeached, removed, and, and forbidden from ever holding office again. So, there's got to be a very small minority that thinks that's going to happen. 
Why are we going through this charade? Oh, well. Anyway, the survey also found a lot of enthusiasm for the election among Republicans and Democrats, prompting them to find out 92% of the respondents said they are likely to vote in next year's national elections. 92%. To give you an idea, if you don't know anything about turnout, when Barack Obama got elected in 2008, which was the biggest turnout we'd had in forever... Because of racism. Exactly. Um, it was 58.5%. Yeah. This is 90% of people saying they will turn out. Now, obviously, all those people won't turn out, but it could easily break the record. Yep. And I, how would it not? How would it not? Even as recently as 2008, the president wasn't the only thing people talked about all the time. That's a good point. But it is now. It's a different culture and it's, not a better one. It's the only TV show in America for some people. God, what a bad TV show to watch every day. This <laughs> writing sucks. It's slow moving, I'll tell you that. Not a lot of laughs. And along the lines of the voter enthusiasm, we have a new report about clim- uh, California's voter registration, now at the highest percentage of eligible voters registered in 67 years. Over 80% of eligible Californians are registered to vote. Highest and do they percent- think that's a Trump thing? That, that's you what- don't need to turn out in California. Trump will not win California. Right. Right. Don't worry. Anyway. I, I just think it's the Democrat supermajority working to uh, register as many people as they can, particularly easily manipulated people, mm. so they never yeah. lose power. They're using power to gain more power, which is you know what power does. Meanwhile, on another front, China says it has reached an agreement with the U.S. to start rolling back tariffs on each other's goods. The Chinese Ministry of Commerce said the rollbacks are going to be coming in phases. And that announcement coming shortly after a Chinese court sentenced a group of fentanyl traffickers to long prison terms after getting a tip from the United States about the ring which had been shipping the deadly opioid to the U.S. and other countries. Are you suggesting there's a uh, relationship there? That those stories are connected? Just two stories. It just so, happened to uh, So come it's the down. biggest fentanyl bust ever. Yeah. Coming out of China. Yep. They had nailed that down. Yep. We had talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the New York Times did that giant story about China and fentanyl and how difficult it is to nail down where it comes from. But obviously, in this case, they did. Right. Right, it was enough fentanyl to kill everybody like three times over, right? Everybody in the country? Come on, China! Yeah! Wow. Yeah, the case they're saying is a rare collaboration between Chinese and U.S. law enforcers in battling networks that make and distribute the drugs. They arrested more than 20 suspects, and Chinese media is describing the operation that was run, they say, like a a small startup company, an energetic startup company with a perky sales force. And that's their... Their verbiage, a perky sales force. And Google now reportedly considering changing its political advertisement policy. According to the Wall Street Journal, Google has been conducting internal meetings to discuss plans that may involve restrictions on ad buyers and what audiences they can target. The tech giant reportedly plans to share information with its employees later this week, but the exact timeline on their plans is unclear. Google it. And if you hate those annoying pop-up ads, many of them featuring celebrities, including Ellen DeGeneres and uh, Sandra Bullock, (coughs) they are going after the websites who are selling these pop-ups without getting their approval. They're basically just putting their pictures, Ellen's pictures and uh, Sandra Bullock's pictures, on an ad, making up endorsements, saying this is a wonderful (laughs) product, and we think you'll love it. Yeah, I don't don't know how you're going to stop this. 
You just squash it when you find it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, they're going after him in court. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. You figure out which company is involved somehow that has deep pockets or some sense of corporate responsibility, and you threaten them, and they take it down. But, you know, you'll never stamp it out completely. So is it true? I just I wondered if it was just like a gag or absolutely true that Seth Meyers' new stand-up special on Netflix, you can skip Trump jokes. I haven't, is that true? I haven't verified it by watching it myself, but it's my understanding that's 100% accurate. Huh. They already had that technology for, uh, like, if you're binge-watching a TV show, when it automatically cues to the next episode, you don't have to watch the credit sequence again. There's a little thing that comes up that says, do you want to skip the intro? And you click yes, and it jumps ahead to right when the, the, mm. the credits stop, and then you just start watching the show again. I assume it's very similar to that. They've just isolated the timestamps of, here's where the Trump material is, and would you like to skip this Trump material? You can just click a button, and you essentially just skip to the next scene. Interesting. Interesting. That's so odd and probably smart. Yeah, I would I would do that. I don't want to hear the Trump jokes. Probably. At least Seth Meyers has the self-awareness to understand how off-putting the, the constant drumbeat of predictable uh, Trump jokes are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we have an update coming up on the ABC News squashing the Jeffrey Epstein story. Okay. That's including a, good one. a cutting, a scathing email from a listener. Okay. Some fine comment there. You can email us if you'd like. Escaping Mail- against us mm-hmm. or ABC? Stay tuned and find out. Oh, boy. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You don't need to be scathing, by the way. There are a number of different tones you can take in your email. We <laughs> scathing not, all is just scathing one. all the time would be, well, scathing. <laughs> yes. We don't need that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I've had the story for three years. I've had this interview with Virginia Roberts. We would not put it on the air. Um, First of all, I was told, who's Jeffrey Epstein? No one knows who that is. This is a stupid story. Um, Then the palace found out that we had her whole allegations about Prince Andrew and threatened us a million different ways. we were so afraid we wouldn't be able to interview Kate and Will that we that also quashed the story. And then um, and then Alan Dershowitz was also implicated in because of the planes. She told me everything. She had pictures. She had everything. She was in hiding for 12 years. We convinced her to come out. We convinced her to talk to us. Um, it was unbelievable what we had. Clinton. We had everything. I, I tried for three years to get it on to no avail, and now it's all coming out, and it's like these new revelations, and I freaking had all of it. I'm so pissed right now. Like, every day I get more and more pissed because I'm just like, oh, my God. We, it was, um, what what we had was unreal. Other women backing it up. Hey, yep. Brad Edwards, the attorney, three years ago saying, like, aunt, like, we, there will come a day when we will realize Jeffrey Epstein was the most prolific pedophile this country has ever known. I had it all three years ago. You know, I want to get to the email that's scathing toward Amy Robach. That woman works at Good Morning America? Right. Major ABC reporter, anchor lady. Um, But I'm re-gripped by the horror of the main story. That ABC spiked that story. 
because they wanted access to Kate and and Wills and the royal family and and the palace found out. Who uses that term? ABC the does apparently. Um, and and the Clintons and Jeffrey Epstein, the power uh, powerful man himself, and the rest of it. Just that that he is perhaps the most prolific pedophile in modern American history. But they spiked the story for those reasons. I, I, I would like to soak myself in the horror of that for just a moment. ABC's going hard after whatever producer recorded that. Oh, yeah, I know. That was, that's one of the updates. She was, she was mic'd up, and uh, we got to remember that. It's easy to do if, you, if, you're, if you're in a line of work where you get mic'd up. You got a lot of downtime. You're just standing around, like when we did our TV commercials the other day. Mm-hmm. And we were mic'd up, and I thought, did we say anything horrible while we were uh, just standing around killing time in between TV commercials? I know I did. That's kind of my thing. Because somebody might be rolling tape on that. Yeah, I, I just yeah. run to open mics and say offensive stuff. I'm trying to go viral. I, I need to increase my uh, my <laughs> online good footprint. Ha- good to have goals. Uh, so first, this email. Think you guys missed the more important point in the Amy Robach video? No, we didn't, David. But this maybe is a different point. This video, uh, uh, the, this news hoe had an interview with the victim of Epstein, Clinton, etc. three years ago. ABC shelving it in order to protect future advertising revenue is despicable enough. But Robach is only pissed because she couldn't air her big scoop. Uh, the victim, Ms. Roberts, had to relive this horrific part of her life for the interview. In the interim, other young girls were being used and abused. All this pig cared about were her interests. I'm not well, sure you I don't like have to call term, her a pig no, in a hoe. No, no, that's not that's, necessary. Yeah, David again. Please. Um, if she were anything other than a media lowlife, that will be permitted. Uh, she would have demanded ABC aired or she'd quit and go to another network and do the interview again and get it out there. Well, that's what I said at the time, but you, uh, Joe gave me bad looks. What? Remember, you gave me bad looks. <sighs> I said, that's pretty weak of her to, to not quit over that. You know, it, it could be I had failed to appreciate the timetable and the fact that enough time went back that there were unquestionably more people victimized. So, yeah, you're right. I'm with you now. I apologize yeah, the fact for that my, it's underage. I mean, that's, that's what takes it to looks. the next yeah, level. She could have right. gone to NBC and had it not reported there either. Yeah. Exactly. Where was she supposed to go? The New Yorker, apparently, <laughs> yeah. or wherever Ronan Farrow is working these days. Uh, I will. In in fairness to her, David, I think your main point is right. I think she's probably pissed professionally and not for the victims. Um, on the other hand, and and we're sympathetic to this because we get it all the time, every single day. You guys were talking about X, and you why didn't you say this? You, you're stupid, blah, blah, blah. Well, we did say that twice, just at a point in the show you weren't listening. Um, so either listen to the whole four hours or keep your trap shut. And so it's possible that there exists a point in time where Amy Robach was crying bitter tears and, and smashing things in her home out of sympathy for the victims. I doubt it, but the fact that it didn't happen on that little bit of tape doesn't mean it never happened. I see, I see her response as more of a frustration of, the like, I know it. I knew this was true. They told me it wasn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Now it's all coming out, that it, and I, I, I sense that human emotion is what's being expressed rather than... I, I suppose there is some sort of career, this could have been me there in it too, but that, that wasn't what I took when I first saw it, at least. Right. Okay. Regardless, your question of where would she go with it, it wouldn't have been that easy to get that story out there, and uh, she could have easily just, if she had stood up for herself, 
She could have just been fired. You never really hear why. Well, she she peddles the story <laughs> other places. They don't take it either. This is the basis of half the spy movies on Earth, that the spy makes the the discovery, and then his own government tries to hunt him down because it's too big. I mean, this is one of those, and I don't want to analyze her anymore, but um, it's possible she could have gone virtually anywhere with this story and and the powers that be, because of the way they are, they're weasels, wouldn't have wanted to go with it. But speaking of weasels, ABC News chiefs have called CBS now and said, hey, we think we know who this whistleblower is, and we think he works for you guys now. So keep an eye on him. So ABC sees this person not as the person who revealed the uncomfortable truth about them that they're ashamed of. No, it's like, hey, this guy's a backstabber. Keep an eye on him. Way to go, ABC. Way to be contrite. Way to understand why everybody's so angry at you. Great, Scott. God, our trust for 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 big time media was so low already, but it's just gone now, right? It's just gone. Oh yeah, as as well it should be. New York Times, Washington Post, ABC, NBC, all these big news networks have had so many mistakes that. It's easy, if you want to, to dismiss them. Right. You know, it's appropriate now. It's always appropriate to quote Hunter S. Thompson. The TV business is uglier than most things. It is normally perceived as some kind of cruel and shallow money trench through the heart of the journalism industry. A long plastic hallway where thieves and pimps run free and good men die like dogs for no good reason. I think that's a pretty good description of the TV business. Trust us, we're we're close enough to it to be able to smell it. Yuck. Did you know, change of topic, did you know that you can't mail poo in the U.S. mail? (sighs) That is a change of topic. (laughs) You can't? No. He says. And how did you learn this? Well, I thought you could because there are, aren't there prank businesses where you can mail somebody? Oh, good. That could be outside the law, though. Just because it exists doesn't mean it's legal. So you can't mail poo. Well, this is actually goes a, my afternoon. This is actually a health note. This is news you can use. Uh, doing the whole uh, colorectal cancer uh, thing test, and um, it, it, <laughs> you know I won't get into the details of the test. You can probably imagine you take the test home. Yes, I think I passed the test with flying colors. Good man. And then uh, see, I asked about that to my doctor, and he said, "No, gets go get snaked." Yeah, well, I I also get uh, multiple tests a year for my other cancer, so I got a combination going. That yeah, okay. kind of takes care of this whole thing. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, uh, duh, you uh, you you you're, well, you got a poo, a poo sample, and um, long instructions on there about not mailing it in the U.S. mail. <laughs> I just thought, U.S. United States mail prohibits the mailing of fecal matter. Okay, what class mail is that? First class seems odd. I mean, what, a stamp and a half should cover it? I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you insure it? For whatever reason, my kids... At Certified s- mail. Did you get my poo yet? I've got two boys, seven and nine, prime age for oh, thinking this is funny. Please. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> they just thought the whole thing was a combination of gross and hilarious. That uh, that, that was going to occur at some point. And then- gross hilarious. So how do you convey said excrement to uh, the company involved? I live real close, so I just drove it back and dropped it off and already got my results today. Mm. 
Uh, between no, service between yesterday, you tweet about the results, or how do we stay updated on this? Between yesterday at three thirty, <laughs> when you put it on your Instagram. <laughs> between yesterday at three thirty, when the event occurred, yes, and uh, the blessed event, and like an hour ago, I got the results. That's, oh, that's the, really that's, good. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm in favor of whatever test and it takes. It came back negative. <laughs> I'm George Costanza. No, it's it's negative. Oh my god, it's oh, no. negative. <laughs> I always have to pause and remember, though, because yeah. it said negative. And I, oh, oh, no, wait a second. For, yeah, for what now? For being healthy or for being <laughs> sick? Right. Uh, wow. But, but so, the, again, don't mail your poo to anyone. It's against U.S. regulations. <clears throat> Will UPS handle it? Good question. <laughs> FedEx, I have no idea. Can you FedEx your dung? <laughs> yeah, because if you don't live in, a, in an urbanish area where you're that close to your doctor, it would be pretty inconvenient to make the drive. And you're supposed to get them to them pretty fast if you can. So, well, right. When it's you nice want fast, how fresh. about right here? <laughs> Open your desk drawer. Oh, oh my, oh my! Taking a moment to compose himself, he continued. <laughs> major political news. Well, it's kind of vague. Major political news, but it's going to be a while before the Inspector General report. On the origin of the Trump investigation, the uh, Russia investigation. But it's going to be after that, perhaps right in the middle of the impeachment thing and the caucuses, that that prosecutor from Connecticut, Durham, comes out with his report. Oh, man. The speculation, D.C. Now, it could be the most insane springtime politically in American history.